Yes, Detroit's bankruptcy was the largest municipal bankruptcy ever in the U.S., but it was unique in a way other cities facing a financial crisis are not. Here's why. The Kresge Foundation, the Ford Foundation, Knight, Mott, Hudson Weber, and many more private foundations contributed hundreds of millions of dollars toward the grand bargain to minimize the harm to pension funds and stop parts of the Detroit Institute of Arts collection from being liquidated. The DIA also committed money to the plan. The proposal prompted Governor Rick Snyder to work to come up with a couple hundred million dollars more from the state's coffers. Altogether, it was well over $800 million. Rip Rapson leads the Kresge Foundation. He says the deal would have fallen apart without the approval of the pensioners. As part of the bankruptcy case, they voted in favor of the plan despite its cuts to their monthly checks and health care plans. I think there is very little you can say that can do justice to their real pain and suffering. There is absolutely no question that they came out of the bankruptcy poorer than when they began. As part of the bankruptcy settlement, the city of Detroit non-uniformed retirees took a 4.5% cut in their pensions. They lost cost-of-living adjustments and saw health care benefits cut. That's left some former city workers with tight budgets. I always felt I'd like to have a little cushion. Well, the cushion disappeared. Juanita Hernandez lives in a modest home on the city's west side. She started working for the city of Detroit in 1958. She's 88 years old now and learning new lessons in life. I had to cut back, and I've learned to uh, live with less. It's an adjustment you have to learn in life. As my mother would always say, as long as you've got a roof over your head and something to eat at the table, you survive. And I guess that's what you're saying, we're surviving. She knows that each year she doesn't get a cost-of-living adjustment, she's going to be that much poorer. But without those sacrifices, the Kresge Foundation's Rip Rapson says Detroit could have been in bankruptcy court for maybe a decade. This is something that other communities in America have struggled with, and they have not been able to resolve this. Um, And so the fact that it was resolved so quickly and, much more importantly, consensually, makes Detroit unique in the history of municipal bankruptcy. It is not a feat other cities facing bankruptcy are likely to pull off. The pension funds were in the spotlight during the bankruptcy proceedings, but it would be wrong to say the underfunded pension plans were the sole cause of the bankruptcy. Keith Brainerd is with the National Association of State Retirement Administrators. The pension plan by itself was not in particularly bad shape, although the pension plan had not always been treated uh, as well as it should have been. There were bad investments. There were years the city shorted the annual contributions. There was a disastrous Wall Street scheme to bolster the pension funds that had the city borrowing money that it eventually could not afford. That was a deal that might not have even been legal, but the real issues of the bankruptcy is what Brainerd calls death by a thousand cuts, the erosion of its tax base as more and more people moved out of the city. In Detroit, the primary uh, problem surrounding the pension plan was not the pension plan itself, but rather the deterioration uh, in the city's finances. And that's the real lesson. To avoid busting the annual budget, instead of cutting services more or raising taxes, municipalities too often shortchange their contributions to the pension funds. It's long-term debt that they say they'll catch up later when times are better. But many municipalities are finding they're not catching up. They haven't recovered to pre-recession levels. They might never recover to that level. Shorting the pension fund is kicking the can down a road that leads to financial disaster.
Even after bankruptcy, Detroit still has its pension problems. It was projected the return on investments would be 6.75% per year. Instead, they're getting about 5% this past year because of the lackluster stock market. And the Detroit Free Press recently revealed the estimate of the contributions to keep the funds healthy might fall far short of what's needed. That could mean further benefit cuts. That leaves current employees and retirees, such as Juanita Hernandez, wondering about their futures. Where are we going with this? Will there be investments? And the monies that the pension fund has, how reliable are the investments they're making in order to maintain the monies in that retirement fund? Pensioners in cities and even states across the country are facing the same hard questions. I'm Lester Graham with the Detroit Journalism Cooperative.